Hello and welcome to Teaching Elementary Mac Mathematics. I'm Dave Blake. This week we're going to talk about third grade mathematics and we're still in the planning stage. This week we want to talk about success criteria and setting up our success criteria so that we know how to help the students be successful and also how the students know how to be successful. This week as we are talking about success criteria. I just want to take a few minutes and kind of explain what success criteria is. You have a learning objective for a day or a week or a unit depending on how you like to plan out your lesson. A success criteria is what is does success look like for the students? What does it mean for the students to be successful? In planning this out this will help you clear up what you need the students to do, but it'll also clear up what the students need to do in order to be successful. Let me tell you an example of what success criteria would look like. I am not a golfer. I don't even pretend to be a golfer, but one of the objectives of being a golfer is having a good golf swing. When you line up to the tee, you need to know how to hit the ball. If you were to say, okay, today what our goal is is to be able to hit the ball well. And I got up there and I tried to hit the ball and it didn't work. I could get very frustrated. I wouldn't know what to do next. I wouldn't know uh, what I'm doing wrong. What are the steps in order to get there? As a golf teacher would work with you, they would say, okay, let's work on your stance. Your feet need to be pointed in this direction. Okay, now that we know, now that you're successful with pointing your feet in the right direction, the next thing we can do is we can work on the grip. So now we're going to learn how to hold a golf club. This is what it looks like to hold a golf club. And then we know how to be successful at holding a golf club. The next would be the backswing. This is how you have a backswing. You need to keep your arms straight. You need to rotate back. This is what a successful backswing looks like. And then we need to follow through. We need to swing through the ball and hit the ball. In doing this, we can see where would the mistake be. If they can have a great backswing and a great swing through, but their grip is off, they're going to slice the ball, which they're not going to get it close to the hole. If their feet are pointed in the wrong direction, their ball is going to be off. So we take the objective, which is to have a good golf swing, and we break it down into the little steps that are needed in order to have a good golf swing. So let's think about this for third grade. One of the main things in third grade is that we can multiply and divide numbers up to 100 or so that the uh, product is up to 100. If you just say, oh, I want you to know all of the, all of the products of single-digit multiplication problems, this is very overwhelming for students. They don't know where their struggles are. They don't know what they need to do. We need to break this down and let them know what the success looks like. 
So if we're talking about multiplication, we need to think about a few things. The first thing is, what does the end goal look like? Does the end goal look like if I gave them six multiplication problems, that they would be able to solve those six multiplication problems? Does the end goal look like that I could give them 100 multiplication problems and they could solve 100 multiplication problems? I would not recommend that. But we need to find what the end result looks like. When we say our objective is that they can multiply within 100, we need to understand what success looks like. What, what does proficiency look like for this? So let's say that our proficiency is that they can multiply six problems where the product is less than 100. So now we need to think about the steps that it would take to get to this spot. One thing we need to do is we need to help them understand about repeated addition. They understand what addition is because they learned about that in kindergarten and first and second grade. So now we need to build off of that. So we give them one of our success criteria. Maybe the first one is that they can add doubles. So they need to know what 3 plus 3 is. They need to know what 5 plus 5 is. This will help us build into multiplication. Maybe our next step would be that they can add multiple numbers of the same quantity. So they're adding 4 plus 4 plus 4. And we give them strategies to know how to add those. Maybe the next step would be that they can make an array. And so if our problem is 4 plus 4 plus 4, can they make an array of this? Can they draw a picture of what 4 plus 4 plus 4 would look like? Is it going to be in an, an array? Are they going to have three equal groups of four? What is this going to look like? And then, what is success going to look like? So are they going to be given a repeated addition problem and make an array? Are they going to be given a multiplication problem and make an array? The next thing along the way could be that they know how to write a multiplication problem or that they know how to interpret a repeated addition problem as a multiplication problem. So are we going to put on the board, uh, write a multiplication problem for 3 plus 3 plus 3 plus 3? And then they need to write a multiplication problem. I'm not saying they need to solve it, but they need to be able to write that multiplication problem. In writing the multiplication problem, now we'll be able to see, do they understand that multiplication is repeated addition. In writing a repeated addition problem, can they draw a picture? And these are the steps along the way. Now, the next thing is, is that we want them to be able to transfer this from one problem to the next. So if I were to write up there 4 times 3, and I were to write up there 5 times 2, would they be able to make an array? Would they be able to make a repeated addition problem? Would they be able to solve these multiplication facts? Success criteria are those steps along the way that we need to have to make them successful. In creating these, once again, it does two different things. One, it clears up for the teacher what they, steps they need to take in order to get there. 
but more importantly, it clears up for the students so they know if they are being successful. One example that I've seen another teacher do, which I thought was really well done, is they had a target on the board. And on that target, they had their different success criteria. So the outer ring was that they could write a multiplication or a repeated addition problem as a multiplication problem. Then they could, the next step and the inner and the next ring in would be that they could make an array from a multiplication problem. And then the next step in, which would be the target in the middle, would be I can use strategies to solve a multiplication problem. As you are teaching, have a visual representation of how far they are. So maybe you have a dot on the outer ring. Once they can write a repeated addition problem into a multiplication problem. Once they have shown proficiency with 80% of your students being able to do this, then you put that dot there. Then the next thing you need to do is teach them how to make an array from a multiplication problem. The way you're going to do this is you're going to teach what that looks like. You're going to teach it with multiple different numbers. You're going to not solve the answer because that's not what success looks like at this time, but you're going to see if they can make an array out of a multiplication problem. Once 80% of those students are proficient at making an array out of a multiplication problem, then move your target or where you've hit to that success criteria. Then your last step is tying it all together. Can they take a multiplication problem? Can they make an array? And can they get the right answer? Once you have 80% of your students able to do this, then move your target to the middle and say, look, we have done this. We have become successful at multiplication. This is success criteria. As you do this, your students know clearly what they are expected to be able to do. And you know clearly where the steps you're going to get them. I see too many teachers that as they teach, they wander around the target and they try and get all of these different things. But what they need to do is they need to be focused on what proficiency looks like and what are those steps to get there. Now, my favorite part of all of success criteria is when you look at this and you have all of your steps and you talk to your team and you say, what are perceived problems that we might have? Because if it's predictable, it's preventable. So as you are working through, you, you think, okay, well, are they going to not be organized? So in making an array, if they're not organized, what are you going to do as a teacher to help them become organized? Are you going to give them graph paper? Are you going to give them lined paper? Or what, are, what strategy are you going to do so that they will be successful? Because you know what a common mistake is going to be. Is a common mistake going to be that they're going to miscount? Maybe in one column they count five, and the next column they count four, and then the next column they count five. And Okay, so now, now that it's predictable, we need to make it preventable. So we need to think about what are we going to do? How are we going to make it so that our students do not miscount? Do we write underneath? Oh, there's supposed to be four in this column, so I write a four, and the next one's supposed to be a four. And if they're not the same number, 
they're not equal groups and so we need to have our students focus on this the reason I really like this part is because as me to me this is a puzzle this is an opportunity for me to try and figure out what's inside of those kids brains and so that I can make it so that they don't make the mistake that maybe I made as a kid or my last year's class made or that other people commonly make so that they struggle with multiplication. Never once have I said with multiplication that a success criteria is that they can do a certain amount of problems in a certain amount of time. If you want to take away all strategies that you've ever taught and make them understand that you think that strategies are a waste of time, then give them a timed multiplication test. It will create anxiety. It will create a lack of desire to think through problems. It'll create, it, you will fight with it, this problem for the rest of the year. As you say, you need to show your work and you need to uh, explain your answer. Why? You just gave them a test that said if they're good or not at multiplication and you told them they have one minute to do it. Please do not give timed multiplication tests. As you look at your success criteria throughout the year, math is very linear and everything should build off of another thing. So you start your year with addition. Then the next thing you get into is multiplication and you get into division. You need to think, how did yesterday's lesson tie into what I'm going to do today and what am I going to do today to front load my kids for tomorrow? And this is how you build your success criteria. You build it from the beginning to the end with the end in mind. You need to know what the end looks like, what proficiency looks like in order to get to the end. Success criteria will help you cut down the time that it takes to teach things. It'll help you be more organized. It'll help your kids learn at a higher level. It'll help your kids be excited about learning. If they are able to move the target themselves, think about how great it is when you set a goal and you reach that goal and the success that you feel inside. The intrinsic motivation that comes with being able to move a target, to be able to know that I am learning, I am understanding the things the teacher wants me to understand. You will cut down on the amount of time that it takes to teach. You will cut down on the amount of frustration that your students have. You will so help them understand how to understand what is expected of them. I appreciate you listening to this podcast. If you like it, please subscribe, please share, please uh, let your friends know about it. And uh, thank you, and I will see you next week.